Blog Talk Radio. Cheese on the podcast. Sunday Outsiders Boxing Podcast back at you again. Man, great week of boxing starting from Friday, kicking it off early, and all the way ended up until last night. A whole lot of stuff to cover, even the fight that was during the day over in the UK. It was a great, great weekend for boxing. I know it's been a little dry as of late, but uh, business is picking up, and Showtime's got a lot more coming. Uh, I want to break this down with my main guy. We've been rocking for a while now, and uh, we've been holding it down here pretty good twice a week. My main man from out in Houston, Texas, D. Willa. How you doing out there today, my man? Oh, man, R.C., feeling good. You know, another great Sunday out here in Houston, Texas. You know, we're at about... 78 degrees right now, wind blowing, nice and blue skies. So we're looking good, man. A hell of a weekend of boxing. Yesterday was jam-packed boxing. Uh, had to go to work for a little bit, but I was able to just watch boxing all day as I uh, BS with these guys. Well, as they BS, I just sat in the car and watched and watched boxing, man. So great day of boxing, man, and excited to talk about it with you, man, as usual. Yeah, man, no doubt, no doubt. Um I kind of wanted to start off with the Danny Garcia fight, but um, that wasn't nearly as um, as highly contested as the match that I want to start off with. So I guess we'll go with a little curveball with the uh, George Groves-Chris Ebank fight. Ebank Jr. and George Groves. Man, I was a little uh, – I was anticipated for that fight more than all the others and uh, wasn't let down. Um, super highly contested fight. You know, trying to get to the finals for the Muhammad Ali trophy. And, man, what more can you say? Um, It had a lot of drama in that fight. It had eye-cringing type of issues going on with that nasty cut Ebank suffered early in the fight due to a headbutt. And um, as the fight continued, my man was uh, leaking pretty, pretty heavily from that cut. And it just had all those ingredients in. Um, going all the way to the distance, and um, I mean, just just a, a, a really high drama fight. When you see that the way it went down, um, you, you knew that Eubanks was uh, losing a lot of energy, he was losing a lot of blood. But man, George Groves, that's a big dude in that ring. His a uh, the size difference was uh, was pretty evident when we seen that, and uh, I mean. Uh, full credit to him. I thought that Chris Ebank was going to win. I picked Chris Ebank Jr. to win this fight. And uh, George Groves, uh, you know, he proved me wrong on that one. And 
I really didn't see it coming the way he did it necessarily at that. Um, As I mentioned, I felt like George Groves was the better fighter, but I didn't think that he was going to be able to hang uh, with some of those shots that Eubank was, was going to be able to land from my perspective because he was throwing some heavy bombs. And um, there's a few times when he landed but just grazed. If he would have got a little bit closer to him, it might have been a good night. But the size difference, obviously, a problem yesterday for Chris Eubank. Uh, George Groves uh, played by the distance very well. And um, I can't say that I disagree with the scorecards. Um, when that fight was over, I – definitively said that George Groves won that fight before the cards even came out. So, um, you know, uh, Ebanks, uh, he ran out of gas in that fight. And you could tell. He was, uh, he was out there with a low stamina bar towards the end. Can't blame the kid, though. He was, uh, he was really putting up a, a valiant effort, uh, putting some, trying to put some heavy shots together. But Chris Ebanks um, has to hold the L at the end of the night. And I know that he said that he was the aggressor in the fight and all this stuff and that. But, um, you know, being the aggressor doesn't always win you a fight. You know, if that's the case, then uh, Oscar De La Hoya beat Floyd Mayweather. So um, it don't always work like that. A uh, good thing for him is that he didn't take no significant damage and he could go back to the drawing board and uh, hopefully get something of a rematch like this down the road. But for now, um, I think he's just going to have to take a little bit of extra time off, let that nasty cut heal, and uh, I think he'll be back. He'll be all right. But uh, George Grove. What did you think about that fight yesterday, brother? On the uh, oh yeah, what's it called? You whatever the hell it is. It was they were all right, but you know there were guys you never heard of, guys that are any good. But the main event came on. I was excited. Um, like I told you, I didn't think Eubanks was the real deal. I think you had him winning maybe by knockout, something crazy. You forgot to mention your prediction, yeah. which was uh, which is you know that's very Sacramento Kings of you, but it is what it is. But so. I knew Eubanks didn't have it. I knew Groves wasn't the real deal. But I, I, I said this is a chance for us to for Eubanks to prove that prove me wrong. And uh, usually as the UK brother does, he proved me right. He got beat by he got beat by uh, old boy. Um he, he was way bigger. Now that what you're right. Um his name I, I can't can't forget his whatever his name is. He, uh, and, uh, he was way bigger. He was he was way bigger, um, but he was slower and but he could eat those shots. So Eubanks was throwing bombs. You know, you said he got tired. It seemed like he sort of got tired, but maybe. But I I don't think you know. I think he just got tired like anybody else is gonna get tired. He didn't just drop off. You know, he was still out there throwing shots. He just I think he started to panic a little. He saw all that blood rushing down. You know, he he kept his composure somewhat. But I think what you were thinking as him being. The tired, I think that was just more of him panicking. So he was just throwing one punch, one punch at a time, jumping in crazy. I don't think he got too tired. Um, you know, he's just a European level fighter, and that is what it is, man. You know, like uh, Lavar said, Lavar Ball said uh, a while ago, everybody got upset. Usually, if your dad's a star, gonna really live up to that hype. And uh, you know, uh, Michael Jordan's kid showed us that. Uh, uh, Chavez, uh, uh, Cesar Chavez, uh, Jr. showed us that. Um, and Eubanks just showed us that. His dad would have mopped Groves up last night. Uh, would have been easy work, a guy like Groves. Uh, but he couldn't do it. He isn't the real deal. And just, an, you know, just another UK brother proving my point. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Uh, Floyd Mayweather worked out pretty good. LeVar Ball and his daddy was a star, but that's okay. LeVar Ball says crazy stuff. No one takes no, him seriously. Star. Uh, star. There's a difference between uh, uh, guys. Yeah, Ken Griffey's dad played in the league. Ken Griffey was better than his dad. His dad wasn't a star. Talking about a superstar. And Eubanks was uh was you know was a boxing was a boxing guy so you know I think he's more of a star over there maybe not a super duper star but he's a star over there he's known his his dad is a bigger name than him so that's what I mean yeah maybe maybe I don't know we'll see uh, that's what Levar uh, I don't know yeah 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 well Levar he you know he take a grain of salt with whatever that guy says crazy old man um. Yeah, hopefully nobody bought $250 bottles of bullshit water out of his faucet holes yesterday. But um, nonetheless, <clears throat> uh, Chris, uh, Chris Ebanks, I don't know if he was so much so tired like we mentioned. It could have just been something. He was there. There was still some some uh, some uh, mustard coming on those shots that he was trying to wing off. But uh, one thing I found interesting, George Grove said that he uh, suffered a, a shoulder injury that had to be put back in place. Um, oh, didn't yeah. really notice how much – how severe that was, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, that's what uh, like I, like I, I didn't get it. That. Yeah, he had uh, he had to get his shoulder put back in place, and um, they said that the uh, final fight that's going to be coming up uh, between uh, was it Britain uh, Callum Smith or uh, or Britain's Callum Smith and uh, Jordan Brammer from Germany, uh, June second would be the date. So uh, George Grove said that he. he he might be able to go that day with that shoulder injury that he sustained, um, but if they if not, then uh, hopefully they can work something out to go for the later of the um, make the fight at a later date. But um, that was one thing that you had to hey. take into account of yesterday. Like that's a tough dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I forgot. I, I forgot all about that. Yeah, you saw him. I think that was might have been the tenth or the eleventh where he sort of. Mm-hmm. I might have just been the twelfth. I can't really remember. I was a little saucy last night. But he sort of like did something with his shoulder, and then he just dropped it. And this boy Eubank still couldn't. He dropped. I think it was his left. This boy Eubank still couldn't just throw a right hand and sleep him. Like Eubank yeah. don't got it. Yeah. Dog. It's like I don't know. You know, I'm not in there, so maybe he's just the adrenaline is just so much. You know, I'm not in there, so I can't really say. But I saw it there where he just he, he dropped his left and he couldn't do nothing with it at all, and he just yeah. dropped it there. Yeah. So all he had to do was throw some rights and call it a night, but he couldn't do it. So I think it was just the 12th. I think it happened in the 12th yeah. round because yeah, I don't think he I had think a chance for them to come out. Yeah, I think it did because um, when it happened, I thought that he was just uh, being a little nonchalant with his defense or whatnot, thinking that it, he, he's got it in the bag, kind of showing off a little bit. But, nah, he was uh, he definitely had a problem there towards the end. And Ebank, I mean – he was trying to throw that heavy right, but, I mean, it was so telegraphed that, you know, George Groves was right. even able with that it. shoulder injury. He was able to see it coming and make a miss by a mile. Eubank was damn near looking at his left shoelace when he threw a heavy right hand because that's how far he was winging his body to try and knock this guy out. Valiant effort, like we mentioned. But if you're going to ask me, does Chris Eubank Jr. have skills? I said last week that he passed the eye test when you see him working the focus mitts or the heavy bag and things like that. But when it comes to skills, but, skills in that ring, ooh, he, he he didn't have really good footwork to get to where he needed to, be to land some of those shots. 
Yeah, I did have him by knockout. I definitely did. I mean, I ain't perfect. I get a lot of them wrong. Trust me, I hold my L's, so it ain't no thing to worry about on that one. Because you so, um, want to let people know that we're, you know, we're able to admit where we're wrong. You know, that's just that's oh, yeah, that. always. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, always. No one ever. I told you last week, I didn't think Eubanks had it. But I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. And he showed me against George Groves that he ain't, he didn't have it. I think I picked him by unanimous. I was wrong also. But that was just more of a leaning, just leaning towards I think him. A lot, I think a lot of us, yeah. I think a lot of us were, uh, were, were upended on that pick. Because I went around the board and asked the boys what they were thinking about it, leading up to it. Um, just to see how everybody had the perspective. And Nino said, you know, if he was put in the back in the, in a corner of somewhere and had to bet his house, he would have bet on Chris Eubanks by a unanimous decision also. So, um, and I also believe, or actually I think Patty was the only one that was talking about uh, Groves, but we all know why there. And, um, yeah. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, but, yeah, you know, Chris Eubanks, um, tough, tough loss. Uh, biggest fight in the kid's career. Unfortunate that he had to deal with that ugly cut early in the fight because of the headbutt. Uh, I think that did bother him a little bit, especially towards the later rounds. Like, I mean, they were putting the cloth on there, and that shit was just, you know, um, it was it was a mess. It was a really big mess. Um, you want to uh, take it to our phone lines real quick, Willis, see uh, how the guys got this one wrapped up, and uh, we'll wrap this one up quickly and move along because we don't have a lot of time today. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go to our man. You know, let me see if I can get this thing. You know, we've been we've been slacking on the we've been slacking on our on our intro for a minute. So let's, we're gonna do it like this. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause for these two warriors, both Janelle, Janelle, what's poppin'? What's happening? What's going on, y'all? I mean, damn, now fucking Houston got good weather all of a sudden. I was down, that shit was terrible when I was down there, man. Room, I hope it came up cold and terrible. Room, I hope shit, man. Word, man, it was colder down there than it was up here at the time. I'm like, God damn. But besides that, something's going down. What's up, Janelle? How you doing, man? We were uh, talking about the uh, the George Groves, Chris Eubanks Jr. fight. Um, I was uh, I was wrong on my prediction. I thought that Chris Eubanks would make some uh, land one of those heavy shots he was trying to land yesterday. I didn't think he was going to be so far off the mark, though. Uh, what did you think about that fight yesterday, my man? How did you come away from it, and how do you see both got, both fighters moving forward? Well, I mean, I mean, see, that was a real close fight. I don't think it should hurt even one of their careers. I mean, I don't understand how in boxing when you suffer a loss, I mean, people think your career is over after just one loss. I mean, uh, I, mean I think it's going to enhance both of their stocks, if you ask me. I, I, I mean, this is what real boxing fans should want to see. Uh, when lose a draw, I don't think even fighters should actually uh, uh, suffer a loss of a loss of fans or exposure or things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean it's, it was a tough, hard-fought competitive fight. I mean, both guys uh, showed their class. I think Eubank did get a little gas by the later rounds, so of course he can work on he can work on that, or work on pacing himself a little better, as well as not being so wildish. Because I think that's what got, uh, causes him to get gas. He, he loaded up a little too much. He wasn't setting up power shots. Also, 
and that's what he needs to work on. But that's not saying that his career should be over. People start looking down on him because suffered a loss last night. And I'm just working those things, get back at it, and get better with your game. And I hope he works on setting up power shots because that's what he needs to do. And that's why he got gassed on the stretch. But but I'm overall the hell of a fight. And I want some more of these fights in boxing. Boxing definitely needs it, you know. Uh, yeah. Again, neither guy should lose stockings. Huh? A hell of a fight, no doubt. Hell of a fight, no doubt. A lot of uh, blood and guts in that ring, and a lot was left in that ring. And uh, all the fans that were in attendance over there really got a treat for him. Um, uh, like I said, the fight was well-deserved. I wanted to start off somewhere else, but the way that fight was yesterday, even though predictions came out wrong for myself, I was highly impressed yesterday. Entertaining for the uh, most, man. That was a damn good fight. Yeah, 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 real good fight. That neither guy should actually uh, get bashed. I mean, neither guy should say, okay, okay this guy didn't look. I mean, I mean, it was, it was a, it was a fight where two really good boxers got in the ring and just gave it they all, man. And somebody's got to lose, somebody's got to win. I mean, it's what it is. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, one thing I would uh, take away from that, if anything, was George Groves was obviously uh, the bigger man in the fight. And the only thing that really bothered me about the fight was the size difference of George Groves and him being the man primarily holding when Chris Ebanks was trying to make some work on the inside. Uh, raised the eyebrow a little bit there. Um, definitely didn't want too much smoke, which a lot of people probably wouldn't want no smoke with, with Chris Eubank Jr. on the inside. So, um, you know, he did what he had to do to win the fight. Uh, I just hope that other fighters get criticized when they use that same tactic because we all know how that goes. Um, but, yeah, man, um, uh, hold on with this real quick, Janelle. We're going to take it to uh, the other caller right now, then we're going to go to the knockout that we seen yesterday that went around the world. Well, we said we got JCP on the line, right? Or JT on the line, right? Yeah, yeah, this nigga said a knockout around the world. Yeah, we got him on. What's popping, man? <laughs> hey, what's good with y'all family? How y'all doing? Everything good? Everything is everything, man. It's a beautiful day out here in California, just like uh, Willis said it is, so it's a good time around the world right now, man. What's going on with you? Oh, man, cooling out. Um, <clears throat> as far as Eubank goes, man, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, he he had the aggression by far, and Groves was able to put together a little more than a jab. However, I, I gave Groves Grove the win. But like, like you kind of hinted to RC, if this had been Andre Ward winning the same fashion, I think we'd see just absolute outrage to some degree from a lot of fans. Yeah, but that, that's right. Yeah, and um, but that's not to say I didn't give Groves the win. I did, but it, it's kind of a shame that a fighter at the level or at this point in his career as Chris Eubank is that, like uh, Janelle said, he literally had no way to get off his work other than sacrificing his face to get in there, you know, and that's like deplorable at this stage of his career. You know what I mean? He has to have, I mean, even a guy who's who fight on raw aggression, you see like raw aggression fighters like this, like Mike Tyson, what, what custom I don't have him do dip and dodging, uh, Joe Frazier, dip, dodge, Bob Weave. This guy to get off his work is like, that's when Groves got him almost every, all Groves work was done in between Eubank coming in on it to get off his work. That jab popped him every time right there is when Groves would get him. Other than that, yeah. Groves was very limited. But it's just a shame that, you know, maybe a, a double up on the jab or something, some kind of head movement 
to to where he could get off his work without getting popped in between. It's a shame. He's limited. Nah. That, that's the bottom line. I mean, yeah, no, he's limited, man. I, I expect a little more than that, though, man. It, it was just like, you know, you, you could see it coming. It was the same replay of their um, how they'd engage. It was the same every single time. Okay, uh, you know, Groves, you know, here comes Chris, and he'll do some crazy wild work on the inside, decent work, but he'd have to give up the space to get in there every single time. And that's just it's unacceptable at this point if you ask me. Yeah, it definitely should be at a higher level to where he should be able to know how to get on the inside a little bit better than without sacrificing himself. And especially with the uh, with the gash that he has suffered at already, he already had a disadvantage in itself. So um, hey, hold on, hey, you hey, know, hey, somebody, uh, hold on, you got a big echo. Let me hold on, hold on, RC. All right, say something, RC. Okay. Yo, this uh, you know me, my my sounds good over here on this side. Oh, maybe that was just uh, yeah, yeah. Was, I don't know, uh, Jake. Uh, now. JP, no, it was no, it was all good. It was it was you were echoing. Yeah, but we good now. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, um, you know, don't worry about it. Uh, it it, it really was uh, unfortunate for a guy like Chris Eubanks to not have a backup plan or not have a, a plan B or C, whatever you want to call it, to where he knows how to get on the inside without suffering so much damage to himself. Like we said, or as Janelle said, I should say, he can work on some of these things moving forward. He did not get, you know, he didn't get batted to the point where you're like, why is this guy even contending in this high of a level? So I think that, um, you know, uh, L on paper, but um, he could go back to the drawing board and fix some of these things. But, I mean, you know, Will, like we mentioned, uh, damn good fight. I was really, uh, really excited at the outcome of this fight because uh, I didn't want to see a jab fest or anything like that. But um, really good fight, highly entertaining, and uh, a lot of drama in this one. Um, I, I, I really think it was probably the fight of the um, fight of the weekend and of the, the week that was on Friday, the fight of boxing, in my opinion, even though, the next subject that we're going to get to is my guy. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Hats off to both those gentlemen. Uh, George Groves, hopefully he can make it to his uh, uh, the finale fight without having to postpone anything like that, and um, we can move along. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, but next topic. Hey, Willard, remember that guy, Brandon Rios, who was really tough and can never get knocked out by nobody? back in the day, but he used to be pretty good, right? So supposedly he got a new he got a new uh training regimen, went back to his old team, um, was feeling like a rejuvenated Brandon Rios. The last fight with Bradley, not his last fight, but his fight with Bradley, looked like he was going through some issues in life. Wasn't the same type of energetic Brandon Rios might have been, you know, having some problems on his way to the fight, anything like that, because he didn't look like himself. And uh, getting stopped by Tim Bradley the way he did, crying at the end of the fight and all that stuff. Uh, You wondered who that guy was. And uh, you didn't see that same guy leading up to this fight with Danny Garcia. Really, uh, really intimate about how well he's been uh, doing with weight, making weight as as, as far as that and whatnot. And, you know, he didn't even look like, Usually he looks like trash when it's time to fight. 
or trying to make weight, but he looked like he was in pretty good shape for the most part. So, uh, Ryan Rios came in this fight with Danny Garcia, heavy underdog, but always game. Um, and, uh, you know, it's target practice. Um, I would say that he might have got maybe three rounds, maybe two rounds, something like that. But for the most part, Danny Garcia's precision punching. Uh, uh, I've seen people, foolish people on Twitter saying that it was a, that Brandon Rios took a dive. He had his hands all the way down and let Danny Garcia punch him. Uh, if those dumb fucks were watching any of the fight, Brandon Rios had taken probably about six, maybe even seven of those same type of shots, turning his head, have him looking at the lights, whatever it may be. Uh, but his brain quit on him. Brain put the shutdown on, even though his heart wanted to continue. Tough guy. You know, hats off to him for taking the fight. But it was target practice all night for Danny Garcia. The more clean punches were for Danny Garcia, landing 46% of his power punches, um, and was even chopping his body down. He got a couple head shots when it looked like it was to the body because Danny Garcia used that same uh, combination that he put on Rod Salka, give him a hook to the body, and with that same hand, hook to the top. Brandon Rios caught on to it somewhere in the sixth round, started ducking. Next thing you know, Garcia just sticks to the body for the next two, three rounds, body working him, and then there you go. Long-term investment led to Brandon Rios having his hands down on quotes because Danny Garcia was chopping down that body. And Brandon Rios, he don't really have no – he don't really have the type of body armor when it comes to taking body shots. My man's flabby. He ain't got no – he ain't chiseled or nothing to take some of those shots. And make no mistake about it, Danny was landing some hard shots on him. Uh, the outcome that a lot of people expected was Danny Garcia to win this fight. Um, I don't think anybody's seen that kind of knockout that we've seen last night happening, um, except for me. I had an eighth and ninth round stoppage. Uh, but it's whatever. I don't really want no credit for it. I, I just want to see Danny Garcia improve. And it looked like he, he was rusty early in, early in a fight. You know, Brandon Rios making a dog fight like we knew he would. And uh, he was getting a couple shots in. But Danny had some pretty good legs on him and all that after the 11-month layoff. And um, impressive performance. When it's a showcase fight like we mentioned, this is what you have to do in a showcase fight. For me, I give Danny Garcia about a B-plus on yesterday's performance. But the knockout was an A. Willa, Danny Garcia's knockout performance yesterday. Were you impressed? And what did you come away with on that fight? Man, I don't know what to think there, man, because the knockout did look a little crazy. It had the extra, extra. Then your boy comes in talking about, you know, he was mad. He was mad and all this stuff, so. You know, it looked crazy, but he came in, he gave him the knockout. He was taking a little bit a little, a little bit too much work, you know, early in the fight. But, you know, he said he was rusty. I can give him that. Showcase, he came in with the knockout. Like I said, he got hit. Um, uh, Rios got hit, and then he sort of, like, did a little extra after the hit, the secondary uh, whiplash. So I don't know if that was legitimate or not <laughs> it's hard to say in this day and age and the way he was you know the way he was over overdoing it talking about you know he was pissed off and he was mad you know Brandon Rios looks like he looked you know allegedly 
you know, this is just my opinion. I have no idea if this is true or not. But he sort of looks a little messy to me. You know, he's slurring. Maybe he just took a beating like that. But he, uh, but, my bad, but, uh, but he was talking crazy. He's slurring. He, he's got that look in his eye. I don't know about him, man. He's, uh, maybe he just took a beating, but, but he has been taking beatings most of his career. So, who knows? I'm still going to – I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was a dive or not. It just looked a little crazy. So, with that said, I'm going to give Danny uh, an A-minus. Um, he was a little swole up for a little bit, uh, you know, after the fight because he was taking a couple of shots. He lost a couple of rounds to Brandon Rios, which he, he shouldn't have done. But he stopped him. He gave the crowd what he wanted, and he gave us a uh, a, 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 a little show afterwards. Which which I'm sure we'll talk about later on, but uh, we can see what JP and Janelle have to say about it. I think that's what you said. Let's do so. Let's go. Let's hit with uh, Janelle. What's going on? Check, check the fight out last night. What do you think? What fight? Yes, I mean it's just like I called. I mean, I mean, I mean, go put a victory over Brandon Rios and see this guy's is legit welterweight. I mean. I I said Danny Garcia is not among the best welterweights out there. I mean, no thing just because he knocked out Brandon Rios. I mean, Brandon Rios is already washed up. I mean, he, I mean, he gets stopped by Timothy Bradley, who's a very light puncher. I mean, I mean, the guy just never. I mean, he, he was in. Oh, uh, Danny Garcia, I would say he's probably six at welterweight. Probably, I would still put him below uh, Brooks at this point. I think even Brooks would still box his ass off, honestly. Even though Brooks is damaged goods, but he's still a hell of a. Yeah, a very skillful fighter as it is, but I mean the guy. I mean, and look what he had in front of him, and that's just what I said going into the fight, and that's what I said after this fight. I mean, he had he had nobody really in front of him. Uh, let's see how he looks against the other solid welterweights out there, like Crawford or Thurman or or Spence or or even Horn. I'm quite sure Pacquiao will still tear his ass up, even though Pacquiao is damaged goods right now, and not the same fighter. So it's like I, I, I'm not. I'm just not buying from what I saw last night to say that uh, Danny Garcia is anything special at 147. At 140, I think he suffered two losses, if you ask me. And he was given two gift decisions there, if you ask me. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I ain't trying to down your boy RC, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just telling like it is. Nah, that's the only way we can do it, man. Ain't no no, no personal feelings here, man. Um, you know, Willa gave him an A minus. I get I gave him a B plus, so it's all good. Um, um, we'll see how that works. Um, I mean, you know, the thing about it was it was the right hand that finished the fight. We didn't even get to see the no look left hook all night. So uh, Danny still got to uh, he still got to get that rust off him. But you know, not surprised. But people thinking that it was a dive or something like that. Well, I mean, they, they they probably just need to watch more Brandon Rios fights because he he's a that's why Danny had to chop down his body because he was taking a lot of those head shots the way he d- took the knockout shot, but you know he chopped him down before it happened. So uh, good job for Danny. Um, Willa, let's take it to JP. See how he's got this one coming up, and then we'll talk a little bit about the post fight shenanigans and what's coming next for Mr. DSG. But JP, your thoughts on yesterday's action between Danny Garcia and Brandon Rios? Hey, yeah, man. I think first I want to say, like, we got to start distinguishing between toughness and being a fucking punching bag. 
because it was a bad weekend for Mexican fighters, man. Ray Beltran got hands put on him and got a bullshit victory. Porky Medina got his fucking head boxed in by Caleb Plant all night. And fucking Brandon Rios got his head beat in all night. And Victor Ortiz, another Mexican who got a fucking robbery victory and got popped in the head all damn night. These guys, man, if literally, if you think about it, if you were going to build, like, a machine that would help a boxer, but it's, it's a punching bag that, like, fights back, though. But it doesn't fight hard, just enough to make it difficult for you. Dude, uh, it'll be like fucking Brandon Reels, literally. But um, Jose Benavidez saved the, uh, the weekend for them cats. But uh, Danny, was Danny was sharp. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, I was just about to bring that Benavidez up. He did save it for them cats. Just because, you know, people think I have a certain agenda against Mexicans. But that kid looks fucking good. But uh, go on. I, I just wanted to clear that up. Go ahead, JP. No, yeah, he looked amazing. But, dude, these these dudes not looking good, man. But um, Danny was sharp. Danny looked at, at least sharp to me. And now I know we're going to you know, using the gauge of the competition in front of him. We know that's a, a fucking punch drunk punching bag who just was, if you ask me, came to cash check. I, I, I don't want to say that in totality because, you know, even his comments after the fight, which I feel are crazy, he's like, you know, he got up, he wanted to finish it. Like, dude, you don't need to die in the ring. It's, it's all good. We don't need you to die in the ring. Right. But um, Danny was sharp. I'll give him a, a, a solid B. You know, I won't give him a B plus because I, th- I feel he could have put him away by the sixth. But he did put him away. Nonetheless, and he looked sharp. He looked like he was working the body. He looked fluid. He looked determined. And then he definitely wasn't having Sean Porter coming in and play modest Danny. I like this kind of Danny with a chip on his shoulder. And I do feel Danny will be problems for any of these dudes. You know, I want to see Danny with them all. And I like Danny with the chip on his shoulder, Angel. They made, you know, he got a gag order. He got to fall back for a minute. So I like this new Danny. And he looks determined, and I'm inter- interested to see what he do going forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, with the chip on his shoulder, it seems like, <clears throat> and we get a little bit more from him with Angel having a gadget order, so we actually get Danny Garcia. Um, and I like it. He started off the fight throwing a lot more punches than he normally does, so uh, he's throwing the urgency, so to speak, after what happened in that Thurman fight. But um, you mentioned uh, the post-fight comments with one guy, Desperately trying to get some attention for a fight, deservedly so. Um, feels like he should have been had this rematch with Keith Thurman, but we're waiting on the injury to get him uh, get him solidified back in his position. But as we mentioned, the welterweight's always a division where the best has been at, and uh, we got an interesting top four right now. But one of them came in the ring yesterday. Willa, if you could play that clip so that people could hear what we're talking about in case they missed it.
Sean, Sean, you had your shot. You had your shot. You had your shot. It's his night. This is the Danny Garcia show. Fuck out of here. All right. Let's get to Brandon Rios. Take the fight. Hold on. Hey, come on. Kenny Porter and Sean Porter making a scene in here on an evening that's not there. Get out of the ring. Brandon. <laughs> Jim Gray obviously had his hands full yesterday. <laughs> uh, Stop the old man. <laughs> we could take it to the street. Did Danny say we could hey, take man. it to the street? We could we could take it to the streets or we could take it to the resume, Sean Porter, whichever one you'd like. Sean Porter he used to be really the sexy kind of guy. <laughs> a guy who's uh, who's thirsty, thirsty for attention, thirsty for a fight. Can't blame Sean Porter for what he did. Um, obviously, Jim Gray and Danny Garcia smelt. Kenny Porter's cologne, and not far behind was Sean Porter. He used to be a real respectful guy, but, you know, quote Floyd, to, uh, quote Floyd Mayweather for what Shane Mosley did a long time ago doing that same thing. You know how these bitches is in the sport. No respect, no class. Danny Garcia's moment, he comes in here barking um, and talking crazy, talking about Vegas is his backyard and all this and that. You from Ohio, Sean, don't forget it. Uh, but Sean but they Porter, live out there, man. They, they live out there in Vegas. Hey, let's give the man his respect, man. He wasn't showing no respect, so why should he get any? Um, but it hey, is what funny. it is. I it's know funny that these things it. happen all the time, but they were a little upset last night. I've never seen the guy, the reporter, get upset like he did, told him to get out of here. It usually happens all the time, so must have been very unacknowledged. And Porter's trying to get paid, well, man. He sees easy work. <laughs> Easy work. I mean, I, I agree it'd be a tough fight for Garcia. I don't know about easy work. Sean Porter doesn't really have – there's no Shazam to Sean Porter. You know what you're going to get. And the way Danny Garcia could land some precise shots, Sean Porter better watch what he asks for. Not saying that I think Danny will beat him, but I know he'll give him some problems. This ain't no easy work. We're talking hey, about world class. Easy work. We're talking hey. about world class. Ain't, ain't no such thing as, as easy work when it's a prime fighter, a world class fighter at that. So they and thought Lucas easy would have Lucas. We saw who didn't say anything. We saw who was very quiet that whole little exchange, didn't we? There was one oh, man. Oh, Yeah, that usually runs his mouth. He was very he got quiet the during the whole exchange. Hey, yeah. Hey, dropping in bombs. I think somebody the put the pressure on him. Yeah. Nah, he got the gag Might put the pressure on him. You know, Kenny Porter would probably whoop his ass. You know, he never really really disrespected Kenny Porter too many times. Yeah, but if Kenny Porter tried to touch Angel, then I'm sure Danny will whoop his ass. So, and then, you know, Sean will call the cops or something like that. It's all good. No worries. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man, you know, it is what it is. But Sean Porter obviously trying to make a case for him to get himself a big fight because he also got into an altercation with Keith Thurman. Um, yesterday at that event, 
Um, the guy's just causing problems everywhere he goes, being a loudmouth um, under his daddy's orders. And I'm sure you say Sean Porter wants to get paid. I think Kenny Porter wants to get paid more than Sean. So um, Sean Porter, he's got this bad attitude now. Maybe it's the cornrows. I don't know. But my man was wilding out yesterday, and my basically where I'm going off with this is Danny Garcia's got three guys to fight next, or three guys that make the most sense. We're talking about Sean Porter, Earl Spence, Keith Thurman. He's going to pick one of them, and there's no reason to believe that he won't have another fight in 2018. He's got plenty of time to uh, recover, didn't take much damage, and could get back to training uh, pretty soon here and get something cracking off. So, um, I think he takes this fight with Sean Porter. If Sean Porter is going to be waiting around like he's been tired of waiting around, um, you know, even though he didn't look the same, even though Sean Porter didn't look the same after his loss to Keith Thurman, he picked up a win, but he didn't look the same. Um, There was people out there making whispers about fighters that lose to Keith Thurman don't look the same. And uh, that was one thing that I was kind of keeping an eye on yesterday for Danny. So at least Danny looked better than Sean after their performance. But I think he takes the fight. Willow, you think Danny Garcia picks up this fight against Sean Porter? And he's sticking to easy work for Sean Porter over Garcia? Uh, I wouldn't say easy work, but it would be – it would be – um, it would be nine to three. Eight to four. It might not be easy work, but he's gonna he will win most of the rounds by winning the rounds. But you know, Danny might be getting good shots off in that round, but he's still losing the round. That type of fight is is, is the way I see it. Easy work. Danny will he take the fight? I doubt it. Like I said, when boys mention they're in the second half of their career, the second whatever, when they say the second, that means they're all about money. That's all they're about. That's what that means. It's about it's about getting paid you know, shooting jumpers, you're not putting your body on the line. And going against Porter, a guy who you said only has one thing and that's coming forward and wrestling, he doesn't want that. Uh, a bigger a bigger welterweight, he doesn't want that at all. So I don't see him taking that fight at all. Um, in fact, you're hearing it here, he won't take that fight because um, he doesn't. He's on the second part of his career, and he's not trying to take L's or the, that he, he's trying to take the – the most costly are the L that he can maximize the most. You can't take an L to Porter. You're definitely not going to fight Thurman after that. So, you know, he's not, he doesn't want that L. He wants another Thurman L that could probably get him paid the most. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe, I guess. Even though the second half I mean, that's what second. Yeah, that's what Keith second Thurman half was missing a lot of shots. career. Well, he's 29 years old. You know, he's not a kid no more. So, you know, he's in that he's yeah, in that peak of his career. He's in the middle of that career. So he's at that time. Um, you know, we'll see how that goes. Maybe a big money fight with Adrian Broner down the road would be an easy win for him, something like that. I'm not sure. But Janelle, let me take it to Janelle, see how he feels about the whole shenanigan and fiasco, whatever you want to call it at the end of that whole ordeal was. Janelle, I know – you being in the fight game also, would you ever come out after somebody you're looking to fight next and disrespect them like Sean Porter did to Danny Garcia last night? So, and, and if so, was it effective? And do you think that he'll be able to make this fight happen with Sean Porter in the future? Well, honestly, I can see that fight happen. I can see Sean Porter and, uh, and Garcia happening. And Sean Porter's the guy who's willing to fight anybody. 
And uh, I think he knows that a Danny Garcia is actually a good payday, and uh, he wants that payday. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Um, the Porters, I mean, I think they'll fight anybody right now if you put them in front of them. I don't see those guys ducking everybody. Um, as far as Keith Thurman, I don't know if you asked about Thurman, but I'm going to tell you about Thurman. I know there's a thing surfacing on YouTube uh, this morning about how a fan approached him about ducking Spence, and Keith Thurman kind of went off on him. <laughs> I think Keith Thurman... I think Keith Thurman getting a little upset about this whole um, Errol Spence thing going on. I think he's really oh, yeah. upset about it. He's, he's really gotten under his skin. He's gotten under his ponytail, like I said earlier. <laughs> he's gotten under his ponytail. But uh, I, think he's, I think he's really upset about this right now. But on the same note, you know, he's not going to take a swan dive and fight probably the most arguably uh, the most dangerous, his most dangerous opponent out there after injury. But um, – until that fight happens, this might be two years from now, and uh, he's going to have a hard time because, I mean, it's, it's going to be like how the Mayweather Pacquiao thing. Everybody was throwing Pacquiao and name at Floyd. This boy was kind of getting upset with guys at interviews and um, uh, on the ESPN. Even Larry Merchant was saying, fight Pacquiao, fight Pacquiao. This boy got upset and went at him. So it's like, you know what I mean? I think Keith Thurman's facing that right now. And uh, for the next two years, if, if that's what it takes, Keith Thurman better uh, – he better strap on his seatbelt because this is going to be a very bumpy ride for him until he fights uh, Spence. Definitely going to be a bumpy ride moving forward for sure. Um, he's America's most wanted right now uh, as far as the man at welterweight that everybody wants to get in that ring. Uh, seems like he's going to have to fight everybody, but it's, he's feeling that same heat that a lot of fighters you know, I felt before. Um, it's got to be annoying because th- these ones that we see on YouTube, like you mentioned, those are just the ones that get put out there for the mainstream audience. But you know, everywhere Keith Thurman goes, he can't go anywhere without hearing Earl Spence. So, oh, Keith Thurman, hopefully, hopefully rehabbing all that's going good so we can get back in the ring, knock out this cherry that he's going to pick up in his upcoming fight. Say he's not fighting no one in the top five. Give him, uh, there's no. There's no criticism for that from my point. Get yourself healthy, all that, whatever, whatever. We know what time it is. Uh, but, JP, your thoughts on this, the whole fiasco that happened at the end of the fight uh, with, with Sean Porter interrupting, wowing out, being very disrespectful. You, can you see that fight happening down the road with DSG getting him in there with uh, Sean Porter? Because Willis said he don't want that fight, but there was a, a, a YouTube video put out there by uh, Fight Hub where Danny Garcia says, yeah, if Sean Porter wants to be next, we can make him next. Is that just all talk, or can you see these guys actually getting in the ring uh, pretty soon from now? I, I can actually see it happening for a few reasons. Um, I, I, I like it because now we're seeing all these guys. It was a time in the welterweight division, especially with the PBC fighters, where you had like four or five of them guys with undefeated records. So now that's not in, in, in play anymore. And so another element I think you got into play is it's, it almost feels to these guys, especially to Sean Porter, like Keith, Keith Thurman has took his ball and left the yard. You know what I mean? He's no longer there for anyone to get back at him. And in both the fights, Danny and um, Sean's fight versus Keith, you can't say that Keith just blew anybody out to the point where he don't deserve nobody to want no smoke with him. That's not the case. So now I think you got guys like like Danny, like uh, Sean, who have who has tasted that defeat, and they feel like you know I was really competitive in this fight. You know, let let me get another crack at it. But Keith is no longer in the picture. Keith seemingly, 
doesn't even, you know, want, want to get back into that. He feels like he's accomplished what he needs and he's justified to just take the year or two years off. And I don't believe that's the case. But I, I like it out of Sean. Again, like Danny, we talked about earlier, um, you don't you didn't hear nearly as much Kenny. You seen Sean, you know, for the first time in my estimation where it looks like Sean ready yep. to fight anybody. You know, it looked like Sean, like yep. he ready to get active. You feel me? And so, and that, and it was genuine between that exchange. And you also seen Danny come back uh, in a more forceful manner than we've seen him ever before. So to me, it looks like both these guys got a chip on their shoulder. They don't like the fact that Thurman is taking his ball and left the yard. And they, you know, it's about to get scrappy in the welterweight division. And uh, it's almost a culmination. You know, for a long time, people were saying, you know, look at all these fighters this PBC banner has, and they're not really molding a star. I think what we're going to see in the next two to three years, definitely in the welterweight division, is some kind of culmination of a guy who's going to take over boxing, where whether it be Spence Crawford, uh, fuck it, uh, Thurman remains the king. Maybe somehow Danny pulls it out. You know, you're going to see some battles, whereas the cream will rise to the top in the next two to three years in the welterweight division. One hundred percent, business is definitely picking up. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited for it, man. This is the most exciting division in boxing, and it's looking like these dudes are about to get up there and uh, put it all on the line. We've already seen guys' O's go, and uh, now it's time to, for everybody to keep on fighting up that mountaintop. Keith Thurman is there. We'll see how long he lasts. If not, he stay there for a while, but everything's definitely picking up. Um, Willis, one other fight that was on PBC yesterday, speaking of which, was Devin... Alexander the Great against your man, Vicious Victor Ortiz. Um, you know, I was I was a uh, um, a little surprised to see that one going twelve. I thought if Devin Alexander was able to do it, he probably should have done at a higher rate. He could have been able to finish damage goods, Victor Ortiz, because Victor Ortiz, um, he speaks very eloquent compared to Brandon Rios, but. In a sense, they're similarly punch drunk at the same time. Um, hey, a fight that you I, almost said it. Keep on going. What was your prediction? You were, got, you were about to say your prediction, but then you let that one go. You said it for the last fight, so I was wondering, are you going to say it? Because you were almost there, like, you know, I saw it. How did you see it? I forgot. Um, I thought I thought Devin Alexander was going to knock him out. He should have. Okay. Got, you had got him goddamn life in him. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I had Devin yeah, Alexander right. by KO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all good, you know. Um, you know, it's not my fault if guys can't finish the deal. You know, it is what it is. I'd knock, I'd knock Victor Ortiz the fuck out. That's for sure. Put me in the ring with him. Um, I don't he, know about he's still that. Talking about, he's still talking about getting a rematch with Floyd and all this shit. You know, the man's out of his mind. Um, he's he's been on too many Hollywood sets where he thinks some shit's a movie. But um, uh, hats off to him because it was a draw yesterday. But in my opinion, Victor Ortiz won just because he did not get knocked out, and that in and of itself is a victory for Victor Ortiz. Devin Alexander can't be happy with the decision, and um, I mean, for me, what's that do for both these guys? We gonna have a rematch with them? Either way, both of them are gonna be a stepping stool to anybody moving forward. Um, so this to me looks a lot better for Ortiz and a lot worse for Alexander. Well, uh, um, how do you feel about it? 
like I said uh, last uh, last time, you know, you asked me to make a prediction. I don't really know who. I think I might have picked Alexander, but I think I started by saying I don't want to make a pick. You know, who knows? Both of these guys are done. And that's really what we saw last night. It was all right. Now, with that said, it was an okay fight. It was a lot of action. Uh, you know, they were fighting. Ortiz was getting beat up. He was trying to drop bombs. They were, you know, I I thought I had – Alexander winning, but I was just sort of peeping the fight. I think at the same time the dunk contest was on, so I was looking, you know, I was looking back and forth. And uh, but it looked like Alexander was winning, but he wasn't doing too much. And like you said, they might just gave Ortiz the nod because he's a bigger name, and well, not even nod, they just didn't make him lose. But it was uh, it was an all right fight. It was good to be. It was a. Uh, it was all right fight to be on Fox for free. Uh, people got to see a lot of action. And, uh, yeah, I think did – no, I think that was before the Benavidez fight. That was on HBO, right? Yeah. Uh, the was, Benavidez yeah, fight? That was, the, that was yeah. the undercard to the Danny Garcia fight. That was a hell of a fight right there. I like yeah, I mean, show the lot, yeah. Yeah, that guy, yeah, we'll – Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about him in the future. We definitely will. But he's, uh, yeah, no, he's the real deal. But you know that was a good fight for Fox, um, two that sort of have a little name. Ortiz definitely does. Alexander, he's been a while. He's been here for a while. But like I said, after the Bradley fight, we knew he really wasn't the real, real deal, and he's proven that ever since by drawing with the guy who who was out. Yeah, and yet the comparison to him and Rios are very. You know that's true as far as their career and as far as the uh, the type of beatings they're taking. But I don't think Ortiz mm-hmm. is, is is method up. You know he's not method man out there. So I think that's the difference. <laughs> that's funny, man. That's funny. I like how you made that 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 little twist right there. That's a good one. Uh, I think Brandon Rios just taking too many shots. I'm not gonna go that far, but um, you know um, when you talk a certain way. I mean, I I, I really just. I'm not looking forward to 20 years down the road um, if Brandon Rios is still here with us trying to conduct interviews because, uh, you know, it's going to be bad. But good thing for Victor Ortiz, he's taking a lot of damage and all that shit and even had his mouth wired, but he still speaks at an eloquent rate. So um, good for him. But uh, let's see. Uh, we got four minutes here, gentlemen. So let's take it to Janelle and JPC, uh, how they thought about this fight real quickly, and we'll wrap it on up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the fight was a crossroads fight. I mean, both guys, um, I mean, they just wanted, you know what I'm saying, as one have a little, I mean, it was it was a very innocuous fight, man. Both guys just not are not relevant at the, um, at their weight class, so it is what it is. I mean, at the end of the day, guys still want to get paid, man. They still want to make an honest living, so it's like, hey, I, mean, I can't tell them to hang it up. It's done if they can make, if they can make a profit, you know what I mean? Hey, as long as they yeah, I wouldn't say any of those guys look like they need to hang it up. I wouldn't. I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it that far for them. They're just not. They're just not oh. that good. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not good. Uh, well, of course, yeah. I mean, of course they're not that. I mean, I'm compared to the other guys in the division. They're not. They're not good at all. No. I mean, but I mean, hey, I mean, I'm how many welterweights can you really name? <clears throat> I mean, there's a. I mean, there's tons of welterweights out there. I'm not just the top ten. I mean, I mean, there's guys you've never even heard about who fight and they still get paid. So at the damn end, hey, you be on TV, you can get paid. Hey, hey, go for it. But I'm saying, no, they're, I mean, they're not gonna be uh, relevant at welterweight against 
against Eve were the top ten guys, so it's like it's just like whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. And JP, your thoughts on that fight yesterday, real quickly, sir? Uh, kind of the same sentiment, a little different. Um, I think you know they just basically saved two birds with one stone. You know, I, I think Alexander clearly won the fight, but. You, you, you save two guys, you know, and you create opponents for guys like um, Sean Porter and Danny Garcia. But the thing about the two guys they save, they still have value. Victor still punches hard enough to where he could catch a guy like Sean Porter coming in and really sway a fight. Um, Devin Alexander on his best day is good enough to really make a good 12-round fight against a guy like, say, a Sean Porter or even a Danny Garcia. So you kind of save two guys and make, yeah. you know, for potential fights down the road. And they're both still good, man, and they both still, um, you know, have have the uh, high ceiling potential in both of them where they could beat a guy. So, you know, good business move. Good stuff. Good stuff, my guy. Perfect, perfect. I like that, man. Good analysis. Um as we mentioned, folks, there's a whole lot of fights we had to cover today. Um, we'll have more time to speak on some stuff coming up this week. Um, <clears throat> but we all got some things to do today. All-Star Week today, Team LeBron versus Team Lightskin Curry. Can't wait to see that. Willa, you said you're going to a party, my man. What you got planned for the rest of the day? Oh, no, no, no. The party, I'm not going to the party. The party is here. So they're in the other room waiting for me to get up. We're going to Got all, all my cousins out here, and we're about to just eat and do the full, do some karaoke, play cards, drink some drink some alcohol, man. Have a good time. Ooh, that's what's up. That's what's up. All right, man. Well, hey, you enjoy your time, man. Um, hopefully the rest of the day goes good for you, man. Don't pour up too much, but make sure you pour one down for your boy, R.C. I'll do the same for you later on. I want to thank Janelle and JP for coming on and help us break down a great weekend of boxing, man. This was really a great, great weekend. I was really excited about all these fights. And for the most part, besides Ray Beltran screwing over my man on the cards, other than that, it was all good. But we ain't going to leave it on a sour note. We're going to be back here on Wednesday for the Willow and Wilt Show. That will be 7, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time, 9 central. And then we'll be back here next Sunday, Outsiders Boxing Podcast. We'll bring it up and uh, get back to business since that's what boxing seems to be getting back to. But speaking for myself from Central California, Will out in Houston, Texas, outside his boxing podcast, folks, thank you all for joining us. We will be back sooner than later. Outside his boxing podcast, and we up. Mom, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.